And also, I think I wasn't necessarily like as a teenager or as a teenager, I didn't always look for like the just dark, 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 dark stuff because I couldn't like, I don't know, I couldn't comprehend it. My small brain is like, you've got to give me XD jokes somewhere. I mean, I get it. <laughs> you knows? were you were 16. <laughs> like, I was small. Small. Yeah, family. I mean. You're still small. Yeah. You're still small. I, I am small, but I have matured. I've watched Neon Genesis Evangelion and liked it. (laughs) Is that the bar now? (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, you probably watched Evangelion when you were 16. (laughs) I I did, and I loved it then. Exactly. And I love it now. Long time and no listen. Welcome back to the Shoujo Treehouse. Climb on up and join us as we understand the fact that Cammy had a sexy goth phase. Okay, okay, <laughs> it's out. We know it. We got it. But do we stand the Cammy sexy goth phase? I mean, that's up to you. You're the one that had no. to endure it for like weeks. No, you're the one. <laughs> you're in charge here, ma'am. You're the one hell of a podcast host. Oh my god, you're starting the horny train early. <laughs> Choo-choo! Chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, I apologize, but I'm your host for this episode. My name is Cammy, And of course, I am here with my partner in crime, Cassie. That's me. That's me. That is. That's me. Yes. That's me. We are so glad to be joining you again for a kind of late um <laughs> Halloween-ish themed review uh where we are going to talk about again the the source of one of the sources of my sexy goth phase in high school and that is the anime Kuro Shitsuji or Black Butler uh just an FYI there's a shit ton of Black Butler stuff out there we will only be talking about the original first season Hi. uh that came out because I wasn't going to be mean and dump literally the entire IP onto Cassie for her review I mean I'll probably um, still check them out anyway because I am I'm morbidly curious but I really want to yes. watch the movie. I just yes, I just want to see Lizzie be cool. But I'll talk about that later. Yes, I can hit us first with a synopsis from ye old my anime list. Young Seal Phantom Hive is known as the Queen's Guard Dog, taking care of the many unsettling events that occur in the Victorian England for Her Majesty. Aided by Sebastian Michaelis, his loyal butler with seemingly inhuman abilities, <laughs> Seal uses whatever means necessary to get the job done. But is there more to this black-clad butler than meets the eye? In Seal's past lies a secret tragedy that enveloped him in perennial darkness. During one of his bleakest moments, he formed a contract with Sebastian, a demon, bargaining his soul in exchange for vengeance upon those who wronged him. Today, not only is Sebastian one hell of a butler but he is also the perfect servant to carry out his master's orders all the while anticipating the delicious meal he will eventually make of seal's soul as the two work to unravel the mystery behind seal's chains of misfortune a bond forms between them that neither heaven nor hell can tear apart um i have a few fun facts i made a little fact sheet i was channeling our old uh annie chatbox alum craig uh to put together some sort of little credit corner (gasps) Cammy's credit corner. The honor! I'm really just a huge dork and I get interested into stuff for this. So, Kuro Shitsuji or Black Butler is based on the manga by Yana Toboso. It was animated by Studio A1 Pictures. You know them, you love them. They've done a shit ton of shows, including Aono Exorcist, Blue Exorcist, Shin Sekaiyori, and Aero Manga Sensei. You know, just gotta just gotta put that one in there, oh. and yeah, oh. yeah, because you know, you know, speaking of um of things in in a trash variety, <laughs> yeah, we're just staring out everybody's dirty laundry today, aren't we? <laughs> because you've never you've never aired out or talked about Era Manga Sensei being your brand of trash That's on this podcast true. or previous podcast. I was about to say we 
about it. Don't you? I yes. Sarcasm. Sarcasm, my love. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm seeing red. It's been a long evening. Oh, bless. This show came out in the fall season of 2008. Note, I marked in parentheses, I was all caps, literally 16 years old when this came out. Of course you were. I just want that to be clear. Of fucking course (laughs) you were. It's like the stars and the moon aligned and... Everything just started <laughs> falling into place and little, little cute Kiami Kians was just spinning life was so pure and so sweet. And then a butler came down and whispered into her ear, I'm one hell of a butler. And then she died. I, I, I'm literally dead right now because you got up to the mic and went with my ASMR thing. How dare you? Uh, okay. Uh, this... This is also directed by Toshia Shinohara, um, who has done a lot of weird things. Um, two that mm-hmm. I wanted to note for you, Cassie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they he directed Irodoku, The World in Colors, along with Nagi no Asukara and the Inuyasha movies. <laughs> That's all, such a weird mix. All pretty things, <laughs> I guess. It's true. I, I guess it's true. That's true. That's basically all they have in common. <laughs> And while um, while I don't think she was particularly like highly key because this is based on a manga, there was composition work contributed by the one and only Mario Kata. Of course, dang, a fucking course. <laughs> I can see it. I can fucking see it. I'm having non flashbacks to very specific episodes and going, oh, there it is. There it is. And the music in this show had such a goddamn pedigree um, because the soundtrack was provided by Yuki Kajuda. Opening <gasps> songs and ending songs were contributed by Sid Calafina, Lotus Juice of Persona fame, and uh, an English singer named Becca. Uh, really pretty fucking cool. And one other fun fact that I found really funny when I was looking at the um, – the wiki for Yana Toboso, the author, uh, it says that she is a known fan of the following artists and bands, including Slipknot, Linkin Park, and Evanescence. <laughs> of course she is. I could see her GMing out to Evanescence while writing Black Butler. That makes a lot of sense to me. She also lists Cats, Sleep, Vampires, and The Nightmare Before Christmas as some of her likes. <laughs> Isn't that just... Doesn't that all just make sense? I just want to go to lunch with her. Like, I'm sighing, but I feel like I would be best friends with this mangaka. Like, we have similar music taste. We like similar movies. Like, she likes garbage gothy anime. I like garbage gothy anime. Maybe we're soulmates. Yep. And maybe that's honestly a good place to kind of start in talking about the story, which is that this is, would you call this kind of a garbage goth anime? Because I think that's kind of accurate, slightly. I get so mad. Like, I'm going to talk about this ad nauseum eventually. But like, when Black Butler is good and like leans into its aesthetic and really like leans, like, head dives by leaning like olympic size like jumps into the deep end of the pool and and really embraces itself is great and then they they just kind of fitter fatter around for a long time for no reason but when they really jump in there and try and give you some some good story "Mm, it's so tasty tin chin you get to bring all the gold medal but then they just like blow it immediately it's really annoying but you are definitely not the only person who has that opinion. And uh, yeah, during rewatching, I was like, oh, yeah, there's some really shitty filler arc episodes in here, aren't there? And it's like, why? Why did you need to do that? I know why. You don't have to tell me why. Don't at me. I know why. This this came out in 2008. I know why. But still, like, come on. It's just, it's, it's got so much, like, premise and has so much, like... Excuse me. I just uh, what's the word for it? It had so much um like potential potential there that's the word I was going for. It has like so much potential, especially cuz like the two main main characters are just so intriguing, but they just they spend most of the story like fapping around fapping. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> spend most of the story fapping about and not like actually 
like digesting the relationship between Seal and Sebastian, in my opinion. I feel like they kind of tried to towards the very end, but it felt super rushed. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm rushing myself by just mentioning things I liked and things I didn't like and not going into a lot of detail. So maybe steer us back in the right direction, Cammy. I just, I feel like because sure. I finished the show today, my thoughts are not as organized as they should be. And like, that's, that's my fault. But I'm also just like, I'm so torn with this show because I feel like when it's really mm-hmm. good, it's really good. But when it's really bad, yeah. it's really bad. Yeah, I mean, definitely I think that you make a lot of good points. And to, to give yourself some credit, we haven't recorded an episode in a while. No. <laughs> so I'm also kind of, I'm, I'm a little rusty. So it's it's all good. Cammy um, was frothing at the mouth it. to talk <laughs> about Sebastian and I was frothing at the mouth to, sp- mouth to spend more than 30 minutes with Cammy. So so we're, we're having lots of fun tonight, folks. <gasps> yes. Um, so... I mean, definitely one of the things as far as not even really just breaching narrative, but again, the initial premise and the potential of this show, like it's setting already and the like deep dedication to like the gothic aesthetic and the fact that it's set in 19th century England is really cool. That's not a setting that we see all of the time in anime, especially back in 2008. Like that was, I don't know, that was a pretty big surprise for me. Um, I really like the setting of it. I like that it's a story about uh, vengeance and there is supernatural stuff going on in there. There's also kind of like an element of mysteries. Um, It was all just stuff that at the time I think I was really, really like into. And I think that's also one reason that this show stuck with me so much uh, as a kid. And yeah, got me into that kind of that kind of gothic phase. And definitely because I was literally 16, uh, there were a lot of things that I either took passively or forgave or, as I've learned in this rewatch, um, just kind of conveniently forgot about that definitely are some are some bumpy roads uh, in the show. Uh, as you said, Cassie, the narrative... Uh, I want to use a different verb than the one you used before, but it, but it uh, putters around. Definitely. Yeah, it's faps. I don't think that it's fast in the way that okay <laughs> so, so on doing research you know honestly it's actually so sad to me because I think the first like six or seven episodes I can't remember exactly how many are so good they are they are setting up everything in the story they give you like the first immediate like manga arc with the Jack the Ripper mystery it's all super good and then it immediately goes into a filler episode, and that's kind of the start of the downfall, yeah. um, which is a which is a huge bummer. And then from there, it kind of still tends to sink with like little moments of like coming up and sinking back down, and and it's a bumpy ride. Um, so I definitely understand that aspect of it. Like there were just fuck the fucking dog village arc. That's just so bad. I yeah. hate it. You know. Arc. What? I figured it out. I figured out how to iron out my analogy. So you have a swimmer uh, or a diver. Uh, he, he, he's been practicing, practicing, goes, does a perfect dive, nails all of the like flips and stuff, falls into the water, and then immediately forgets how to swim. And then Oof. just starts to drown for a little bit and then pokes his head up above the water for a couple of seconds and then starts drowning again and then comes up for air for a couple of seconds, then starts drowning again until finally somebody says, dude, dude, your turn's over. Get out of the pool. That's Black Butler. <laughs> uh, you've always got to come in with the best analogies. I try. The best analogies. <gasps> um. <gasps> so, d- I mean, I would definitely say, like... If you want to come in here for the narrative as the strength, I'd be like, maybe, maybe wait your expectations just a little bit. A, a lot of people, like in the reviews that I read, all kind of echoed the same sentiment. The setup for this show is great. The potential and the intrigue is great. It doesn't fully stick the landing, unfortunately. And I do think that some of that is due to the fact that it was adapting an ongoing manga. I would love to know how much of the manga was out because I don't have any clue. I can tell you that the first six episodes, that whole Jack the Ripper arc is manga canon and the Curry arc, strangely enough, is manga canon. I hate that. Um, the rest of it is not canon. <laughs> so <sighs> that's that gives you all the information that you need to know. Um, and 
I, you know, I, I give them credit for trying. It just comes off as a little bit clumsy. And if anything, I think that the narrative of this show basically really does nail into, hey, we're an advertisement for the manga. Yeah. Which has a much better story. And honestly, <laughs> I think in that aspect, it succeeds. I think that mm-hmm. I kind of want to go read the Black Butler manga. And I'm not saying that just to make yeah. Cammy happy. I'm partially saying it because I know it'll make Cammy happy. But I'm also <laughs> saying it because I think that they do a really good job of at least establishing that when the story is actually being canon and when it wants to do what the original author wanted it to do, except for maybe the curry. I hated that curry arc. It was so stupid. <laughs> but anyway, like, because there's so many quote unquote twists in this show Mm -hmm. and the only one that felt like legitimately good was the jack the ripper uh arc Mm -hmm. because who Mm -hmm. the culprit ended up being the aftermath of it and the raw emotions and the way that seal had to deal with the situation was so good it was so raw and it ends with one of the most beautiful fucking scenes in the entire fucking anime um yeah. And I was so on board at that point because I remember um, years ago, Cammy showed me like the first episode of the show and that's it. We only watched like the first one or two episodes and those are just kind of like the first episode is good. Like it's all right. It sets the mood. It's like, oh, it's going to be playful, but also creepy. Okay, fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, um, the first arc, the Jack the Ripper arc really makes you think and makes you second think, mm-hmm. second think, second guess, sorry, second guess and third guess. And then when they finally reveal have the big reveal it's super surprising and then it's one of the few moments of genuine emotion that we get um in the entire yeah. show i think they try for it later and in some cases yeah. i think they kind of edge the line of almost making me care um yeah but never as much as that first arc and then the rest of the show just every quote-unquote twist they try and throw in just doesn't either one it doesn't make sense oh shoot sorry the dog uh either one it doesn't make sense or two it's bad or both i mean yeah i i definitely can under i can definitely understand that and i would agree um i i think i think we can talk about it with getting into specifics um but i'm gonna say something that might be awful who knows so if i'm looking at it in the framing of um that they didn't know if they were gonna get any more adaptation money for any further work and for whatever reason they made the decision we have to give it an anime only ending i don't hate the ending of the first season no personally no yeah i don't hate the ending no i think it ties it up yeah yeah i like it's you know it's not the worst like anime only ending i have seen um, cause that I think was really the only other moment outside of what you mentioned with the six episodes. I did kind of get a sense of pathos from Seal's journey, at least. And the fact that he kind of, you know, he reaches a point and then like he, he is there and things just happen cause they're, cause they're supposed to happen. Yep. Granted, uh, I do like that then instead, um, they did go back and basically by season three with Book of Circus, they were like, well, fuck the anime only ending. Fuck the second season. We're just kind of going to reboot it and continue from where the manga is. That's great. And I'm sure that's a lot better. And there's probably more complexity, definitely probably more complexity to both Seal and Sebastian's characters that we haven't seen yet. Um, But for, for what it was in 2008, when I thought that this was a standalone anime, I did also like the ending. Uh, at least Seal's, like, Seal's emotional journey ending. Not necessarily the final showdown, because also just no. fuck, fuck the villain, <laughs> fuck the, vi- the villain in this show. Villains, I guess, because all of yeah. the antagonists outside of um, mm-hmm. the reveal of Jack the Ripper, all of the antagonists are bad. Yeah. They're bad. Yeah, they're, they're not good. They're, yeah. they're, their motivations don't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, mm-hmm. they're not really presented in a mysterious way. Like, it's just, th- there's no payoff. They're more funny than anything. Like, I just kind of laugh when they say things sometimes. Like, and yeah. you know what? To an extent, I can kind of be okay with them because they're just as horny for Sebastian as you are. <laughs> but like... <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, oh God, I I hope I'm not horny like they are specifically because they're... Oh, they got they got a little nasty. 
There's a side character whose thirst I highly relate to, um, which is probably why I tolerate them more than Cassie did, <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Uh, like, actually, that does lead me to another question, though. How was the drama to comedy balancing for you? Was that pretty awkward? Was that cringe? Super, super. I really wish that, like, <laughs> if they had to have, like, there were a few moments of comedy that I thought were funny. Um, typically when Seal was caught off guard um, by yeah. something silly happening in the environment, um, like somebody who was supposed to be there that wasn't there, or vice versa, or somebody says something mm-hmm. really dumb, or it seems like there's going to be, like, a very, like... Uh, either sentimental or on edge moment and ends up just ending and seal going well that wasn't expected oh that's so weird lolol those moments seem fine but like overall i don't think the humor in this show lands very well and i like black butler when it's being a like a black drama like yeah like i like the gothic drama of this this series i'm intrigued by that and we i i would argue we get less of that Mm-hmm. And I'm so upset mm-hmm. about it because that's when Black Butler is at its best. I think because of the time that I watched it, I uh, enjoy the comedy to an extent. Definitely less watching it now. Um, but like it was a show that I shared with like my high school best friends. Like I remember showing my best friend this show at like midnight in their apartment. Like we were just being stupid. And so like, you know, there's like a scene with a corset and like we lost our shit. And I was like excited for those jokes uh, to make my best friend laugh. So like, I I don't hate it. I do agree that it ki- it, it definitely doesn't necessarily age well because it's very <laughs> reminiscent of... Um, <laughs> I was going to, okay, I was going to use this to describe one character, but I think that it also goes for the comedy in this show, that this show, like, at its cringiest, really represents the, like, raw XD culture of, like, seeing kids in the early 2000s. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, take take that as you will. And I do think, um, like, if you go and watch uh, Book of Circus, and then I'm really presuming it carries over in the movie and in the OVA, they definitely lean off of that, because I think that's less present in the manga. But who fucking knows? Because look at my icon picture. That's official art. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I definitely think that is completely understandable. It was hit or miss for me, but when it missed, it really missed. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's valid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also I think I wasn't necessarily like as a teenager or as a teenager, I didn't always look for like the just dark, 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 dark stuff. Cause I couldn't like, I don't know. I couldn't comprehend it. My small brain is like, you've got to give me XD jokes somewhere. I mean, I get it. <laughs> you knows? were, you were 16. <laughs> like I was small. small yeah. Family. I mean, you're still small. Yeah. You're still small. I, I am small, but I have matured. I've watched Neon Genesis Evangelion and liked it. (laughs) Is that the bar now? (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, you probably watched Evangelion when you were 16. So I I did. And I loved it then. Exactly. And I love it now. Exactly. So I have ascended to your maturity level. Finally. I was not (laughs) mature at 16. (laughs) I was dumb baby. And some things never change. Well, that being said, unless you do have other specifics on the narrative, I do think it'd be good to go into characters because I think that's kind of a big chunk of the show, um, the show's either appeal or lack of appeal, uh, whichever way you really see it. I do have one Um, more thing to say about the story, and it was the thing I was holding off on saying until we record, but the very last scene of the show, nay, the last four (laughs) seconds of the entire show. I sat there mm-hmm. for a second and was like, wow, <laughs> I can see where Cammy had an awake. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I have oh to say. My <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just saying a few oh. light bulbs went off. It's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. We can talk about characters <laughs> now. Sure. Um, well, and that and that will go into, yeah, the, I think that will kind of go into another aspect. So first off, we can go through... And talk about our favorite characters. Um, can, can I talk about mine first? Because my description's probably not going to be as like in depth as yours is. No, go ahead, go ahead, please. I love I love Sebastian because I'm horny and he hot. He very attractive. <laughs> that um, it? That it, Cammy? <laughs> <laughs> two boxes. No. Two box. Two boxes. Best character. Best character. <laughs> 
try to if I try to go a bit more in depth in it, I just think that he's very intriguing. I never really like uh really got like soup look, I never had a Twilight phase, okay? This was like my closest thing for like this <laughs> demon. <laughs> for this demon who basically parades as like this perfect man, but of course they're we don't really know jack shit about him as an actual demon, and it's all just kind of sprinkled in the show in little moments. So I think I really enjoyed his unpredictability. I enjoyed how showy he could be and just how fabulous and sexy he could be. I love the fact that he fights with knives and forks. I love it. Um <laughs> He's, I just think he's fun. He's kind of an enigma, and I enjoyed seeing what he would do when he would do it, and not really knowing his full story. Um, I enjoyed that he, we'll talk about this a little more in depth. I liked how he has this interest in Seal, be it like a fascination. Um, it was just really interesting, and I, he's fun, and, and he's hot, and he is the Black Butler, so he is a big part of the show. And I like him. He has namesake. He has namesake. He is namesake. Yes. Yes. Um, But yes, go forth and mention your favorite character. Before we do, I did want to say a few things about Sebastian. Um, Okay. Maybe you can say it without the the horny tinted lenses like me. Please go. (laughs) Sebastian. Hello, tall, dark, and handsome. Anyway, literally. Um, literally all of those things. Um, I I think I, I get that. I get the appeal. He is very attractive and his voice is like fucking butter. Um, in Japanese. Uh, I didn't listen to him in English. We'll get to that in production. But um, I really like his and Seal's voices. And yes. I think I like both characters individually a lot more than I like them as a pair. But I'll get into that more Mm. later. Um, But I think as standalone characters, they're both very intriguing. And if there is one character that rides the line of like super serious and also super silly and kind of manages to pull it off, it's Sebastian. Um, That's a good point. Like, because when he, I I think the moments that I laughed the most in the show um, or felt the most terrified uh, were were scenes that involved him. Um, I also really like the uh, interactions he has, not with Seal, but with the other servants in the house. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's really funny that he consistently has to pick up their messes. Uh, He really helps establish this feeling of uh, family and uh, so on and so forth. I think my only problem with Sebastian is I don't understand his motives completely i understand his fascination with seal um and i understand that he's being put in a very interesting situation because he finds seal so fascinating because in the end he's gonna have to maybe not kill him but at least gobble up his soul um he's taking away a child's future and that's super intricate and could have been super interesting but we don't know anything about how sebastian feels about it outside of one or two lines of dialogue um And I just, I don't really understand his aim. I get that he is this charismatic, cool guy and he can do anything and he's super cool. But I really would have liked a singular character episode focused on him because I don't get him. Mm -hmm. I don't get him. Mm -hmm. Well, and like, absolutely. I think, I think that's totally understandable personally. Um, I also think that like, especially even though it's not fully canon, if you look at a moment uh, in the last episode. There, there's something about please look away because I'm going to like reveal my true form, my true self. And again, that's as hidden from us as it is uh, from Seal. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we can anticipate is totally different than the facade that he puts on. I mean, he basically modeled his image in a way to please Seal to do this thing. So like literally... We don't know jack shit about him, um, except that he is demon, and he uh, has a relationship with, uh, like, based by a contract with this boy. But we don't truly know anything about him, and I mean, I need to read the manga. Who knows if I'll still love him when I find out the truth behind him. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, he's very intriguing surface level, but you don't really have that emotional attachment to him. They don't give you any inkling to. 
Unlike your favorite character. Meanwhile, Seal <laughs> is complicated. He uh, rides that line between child and adult in a very unfair world. And I think that that is very interesting and entertaining in a, kind of a different way um, than mm-hmm. Sebastian. Um, and I, I really wanted to know, because here's the thing. So we know more about what makes Seal tick than Sebastian, but everything is still very abstract. Like we don't understand why, uh, he was branded or anything. We don't understand. Like, I feel like they tried to tell you by not telling you, just giving you the pieces and they're like, fit it together yourself. Um, and I didn't like that in particular, but yeah. I do love how sassy Seal is. I love how he mm-hmm. commands this demon around. Like, I gave you an order. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like, oh, he, well, he did give you an order. That moment where he throws the dart in the first episode. Oh, I love that. <laughs> He's also very aesthetically pleasing. I love eye patches. I love heterochromia. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wish he was like, 10 years older so I could actually thirst, but I can't because he's a child and that's fucking weird, but I wish he was older. <laughs> um, I I just, I really love his aesthetic and I just wish he was older. Um, but even then, I can, I can appreciate his aesthetic from just a purely aesthetic uh, point of view. There's so many times oh, yeah. when they put him like in a king chair with like a little crown or him just scathingly looking down at you or whatever and I'm just like, yes, I would. I want him to rule over England, please. He demands it. He deserves it. Give it to him. Um, that that's not his goal, but he. It should be his goal. I mean, it could be. Yeah, <laughs> he has the means to do so. Yeah, but no, he he's just a very intriguing character. And on top of the fact that, like, like I said, he rides this line between he's a very tra- traumatized child, but he's forced mm-hmm. to be an adult because of his lineage. And we see yeah. um, some really good um, points of reference in regards to that. There is a scene, because we always see Seal as this very, like, calm, collected person. Um, and there's a scene with somebody who damages um, an heirloom from his parents, who he loved very much. And it's one of the first times mm-hmm. we see him snap. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it just goes to show how very much that event is still very alive and real to him. I hate how they try and reapproach it later in the show. I think it's super sloppily done. I really wish they would have spent more time uh, observing his trauma in a way that made any goddamn sense. But yeah, um, I appreciate the attempt. I I agree. I mean, I love Seal entirely. It's definitely not like an elevated thing because while um, it is complicated, like it is complicated, um, and I I don't know. I like. I like the duality at play between the two of them, and I don't think that I would enjoy it as much if one of them wasn't there for me. Like, individually, I like them as characters, but I think that the two of them, for me, are the crux of the show. They're both really strong characters, and I just want to fucking follow them around for their adventures in this, like, dark, gritty world. Truths. Uh, It's a lot of fun. And the fact, like you said, I think that does make Seal so complex is we don't have, or at least especially back then in like mainstream anime, um, outside of Evangelion, just like, just like seeing a character who is so broken and is a child, but is like, no, I literally like have to be an adult. I have to act like an adult. I have to be strong. He, he very much represses a lot of his emotions, um, and you just, I don't know, you just, you want to find out more about him. He's very complex. He's sassy, which I love. Yeah, I think that, I think that he's a lot of fun. I really love him. I'm just fandom goop. I just really <laughs> want Seal to tell me to fuck off. That's what I want. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I am, I am so sure he would. And then Sebastian can tell us to bark like a dog. Oh, yeah, no, he, yep. One, one, one baby. That- that was me. <laughs> oh, God. that That's another story for another time. <laughs> Want to shotgun through some of the side characters? Because I don't feel like any of them are really as strong. But we can mention them, I suppose. I don't think they're as strong, but I do like the ensemble cast, personally. I mean, they they aren't, uh like, particularly great. But I think it's cool that it's like, hey, there's a society of Shinigami that are also here and fucking harvest people's, like, uh, memories and stuff. And... Mm-hmm. Like, Grell is a lot, but I love the fact that Will steps on him. 
<laughs> I like no. their I like their dynamic and I like the two of them. I wish we got to see more of Will, but you do get to see more of him in the Book of Circus mm-hmm. uh, and a bit less of Grell, <laughs> probably to your liking. Yeah, I I can see why Grell appeals to some people. It's just like I don't know, they're just a lot. Um, he rar he's the definitive rar XD like that. That's him. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I I get it. It's just not for me. And that's yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, I don't I, I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd say I enjoy all of it, but there there definitely were some moments where I just found his humor funny, um mainly more when I was younger again. Um great voice acting performance yeah. by Jun Fukuyama. Like it's crazy <laughs> that that is him. Uh I love it which is really good. And we don't get to know a ton about him, but another character that does play a bigger role in the manga is the Undertaker who comes in and later stuff. Uh, you only get a hint of him, but I love his appearance. I don't know why he fucking laughs all the time, but to me, he's just fun. Like, they're just characters that I like to see show up, um, probably because I sometimes, at least with this show, I think I was more concerned of, yay, let me spend time with these characters instead of, like, really needing anything definitive, which I do think is different now when I watch anime that I'm older, and there's, like, a different depth and meat that I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on a surface level, I just, I thought they were kind of fun. Madame Red is great. Uh, I didn't care about Ran Mao and, uh, the guy, I forget his name. Lao? Yeah, Lao. I didn't yeah. really care about him either. They tried to make him important for, like, five seconds. I liked him aesthetically, but I didn't really... yeah. I didn't really get yeah. his whole arc, really, and yeah. I was confused. And it, 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 it like same. It like tried to imply like he had like an identity crisis, but they didn't really explain it very well. I don't know. Uh, the one yeah. detective no, guy was kind of good. I liked that he tried to reach out to Seal. I forget his name too, but um, yeah, I can't detective guy. I mean, it was a little bit generic, the whole, you walk into yeah. the world, walk in the world of darkness, and I walk in the world of light. Aberlion, that was his name, yeah. I do like the message he tried to give Seal. Seal. Um, because mm-hmm. up until that point in the anime, um, Seal never really thought much about his life or his purpose. And I think that's one of the things that made me really frustrated with Sebastian in the back half, uh, without going mm-hmm. into spoilers, is that Seal starts to wonder if maybe he wish, like, wished that he could have had a future instead of literally mm-hmm. selling his soul to the devil. And, like, yeah. And I think that's fair. And I want that for him. And I think it's just unfair how, like, Sebastian seems to, like, lose complete interest in him just because of that like i don't know i didn't really understand yeah um yeah soft spoiler but yeah i didn't like that and i didn't like sebastian in that moment i was just like this is a real traumatic thing this child is going through and it's the first time he's actually thinking about it for five seconds could you maybe chill um but that's a (laughs) that's a personal gripe maybe it's because i love seal too much but protect ain't nothing wrong with that um lizzie was really aesthetically pleasing but i wish they gave her anything to do um yeah i think again that just honestly was i really doubt that by the time the anime came out they even had any inklings as towards her the depth of her nature which mm -hmm. comes out later Mm -hmm. so that that i think was more of a waiting game thing but i definitely agree like before i before i knew about uh further plot developments with lizzie i was like yeah she's there She's cute and she's a good girl, uh, but she but she is definitely just there yeah. in the first season. Question: Do you think Seal loves her romantically? Uh, based on the anime, no. I I think of Seal honestly as like a romantic, asexual. Maybe that's because he's a kid, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think he cares for her. I think he like oh, yeah. cares for her dearly. Yeah, like they and they are cousins or whatever. But again, nineteenth century England. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I see them romantically, but again, who knows in the manga? Yeah, uh, she definitely loves him. Yeah, <laughs> she's a she good does. girl. She does. She cares so. for him deeply. Um, yes. The other servants in the house were interesting. I think the jokes I laughed at most were the ones with Tanaka. I thought he was pretty fun. Tanaka's Tanaka's good, and he had so many little background like humorous things going on. I noticed, yeah. like he'd just be sitting in the background with like a stack of books on his head or something, oh, and I was like, what a good. Oh, oh, oh. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, what a good one. I like Tanaka. 
Um, and I, I definitely did want your thoughts at least on the, um, the episode about the servants specifically, because like I, I don't think it solves all of my problems with them, but I do think it elevates them a little more than I thought about them through like the rest of the show before that. I agree. You know, I didn't give two shits yeah. about them. If anything, I kind of wanted them to go away. At the beginning? Yeah. Um, That's fair. And then they gave them a little bit of backstory, but then even then I felt a little bit jilted because I'm like, each of these could have been like an episode by itself. Instead of fapping about and like not... You're you're on that today. Yeah, and like not doing... Like like, instead of doing all these random filler arcs that don't do anything, maybe like give me an entire episode about Malin. Give me an entire episode Mm -hmm. about any of the other guys who I don't know the names of because I still don't really care. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, and I and it's it's weird because I feel like they tried to do the most background out of the three of them. I feel like they tried to do the most with Finney's backstory, like throughout the show. Um, because of, like, his little flashback memories and stuff. But again, it ultimately doesn't really lead to anything. Nope. Um, and, and, unfortunately, to my knowledge, that episode is also anime canon. I can't speak for the manga if they have revealed other things. But I do think it, I I think it works at least. Because you you do really want to wonder, like, they seem kind of incompetent. I wonder if they were just here or why Seal hasn't fired, th- or Sebastian, honestly, hasn't fired them at this point because he could do everything himself. Yeah, I think the point um, is they're yeah. there to hold down the fort because if he wanted, like, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. a maid that was thorough or a cook that was thorough, he easily could have gotten somebody. I think he recruited True. them because they were a master in their specific field of aggression. Um, yeah. And that they could keep Seal safe when he could not. Yeah. And I think that that yeah. makes sense and I get it, but God, they're so annoying for the first half of the show. I just. But, but, but you know who's more annoying than them? Pluto. Oh, God. No fucking. I hate Pluto. Like, there's a point no, towards the yeah. end, which, mm-hmm. soft spoiler, where they have to decide whether they have that, like, whether they have to shoot him or not. And I'm like, this is the first time in my life where I have ever kind of wanted them to shoot a dog. He's he's a demon. He's a demon dog, so it's fine. I just, <laughs> it I just, it doesn't count. He's just so he he adds nothing. He's there as a plot. Yeah. He's just there as a plot device. He's not cute. And when he and I. He may have been cute if they left him a dog the entire time, but they also had him as, like, a human, like, rubbing up on and running on people. Yep. Yep. No, I agree completely. Pluto had no need to exist. It was Um, dumb. (laughs) Really, really didn't need to. Thank God he's not canon. Um, But, yeah, no, he he annoyed me. Um, And uh, let me – I think we've covered most of them. I mean, you didn't like the Curry arc at all. Was that particularly because of Soma and Aguni's characters, or was it more of the narrative of that arc? It it was more of the narrative, and also just the way they handled the I am not an Englishman thing sometimes was a little bit cringe, um, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, they tried to spread this message towards the end of, it doesn't matter where you're from, some things just you know, speak to people regardless. And I'm just like, I get what you're going for, but like, I don't know. I just felt like it could have been done better. Um, I liked Agni as a character. Yeah, um, he's good. I, he is a good. And I like that, like, they did a really good job of juxtaposing Seal and Sebastian and um, mm-hmm. Soma and Agni. Yeah, like, I feel like I understood what they were going for. I just, I don't know. I feel like it could have been done without a, a fucking curry competition and like yeah. also without some of the i don't know cultural commentary i don't know yeah, i don't know i mean that that part is also interesting because i'm like how much of that is ignorance based on the writers or the fact that in 19th century england like they colonized yeah. india they did not treat them well no. some of that might just be historical ignorance it's like, true it's true so i, I and i could yeah. be getting a little bit touchy just because i was honestly really no I, I don't know that, that that whole like art just bothered me because i'm like really curry mm-hmm. that's what we're doing like we're doing a cooking yeah. show episode is this is this supposed yeah. to take the the, 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 the the like the spot of the the beach episode? But then I remember there was a beach episode, which was the dog episodes, but I forgot about it because the dog arc was bad. Yeah, the dog arc was so bad. God, oh my god. 
Um, there, so yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much agree. I don't think it's the best thing. Some of the stereotypes in the show, specifically the racial stereotypes, which you could also count for Ron Mal and, uh, the other guy, like, with the Chinese archetypes, I think some of that was based on, like, just historical stereotypes, but it would have been cooler if it, like, did something different. Like, hey, how they treated, um, ah, oh, I can't remember his name, that one character in, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Is his name Ling? Ling Yao? Yeah, like they treated his character very well. So, you know, get what you get. Ash and Angela are awful. I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, they suck. Yeah, they're... And the Queen's whole thing was stupid too. Yeah, it was dumb. It was dumb. And like the way that they tried, because again, anime only original, they tried to make it this grand thing that is not canon and it just didn't work. It felt very rushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole, The whole bit um astula i call them astula because they're like counter beings or whatever like they're just they're just really horny in like all the bad ways i don't like it no i don't i don't like it i'm gonna shove my shaft to the hilt inside you god i'm not being gross that is a literal line <laughs> like I do like the concept of, like, fallen angels being incredibly corrupt and scary and stuff, because I've heard if you look far back in, like, certain depictions of angels, they are fucking scary terror monsters. So, like, that was an interesting concept, but I don't think that they were executed well, basically. Yeah, and it's also interesting because they seem to be playing with the whole, oh, well, Sebastian is obviously the good guy, but supposedly right. but they, they could have played with that gray area a little more because i think what they're yeah. trying to say is neither of them are inherently good right but they I didn't agree. but they didn't do a good job of portraying that because they made the angels just so evil that sebastian just looks better by default like mm-hmm. i don't know i just feel like what they were going for didn't really execute very well because i really would have liked to yeah. talk more about that gray area that sebastian seems to like coast in like he's yeah he's the definition of a morally gray character and i just wish that we could have played with that a little bit more also sebastian yeah, fucks I, so that's cool yeah sebastian fucks and that is canon because he fucks in book of circus which is canon uh so good shit good shit uh that was impressive for me <laughs> that was funny um but yeah so i mean i think that's really i think we covered most of the cast honestly yeah good enough for me production production tell me your thoughts on production it's good sometimes it's a little bit stiff uh specifically in like the faces and how shiny they make them but most of the time it's really Mm. good uh it's very aesthetically pleasing i love all the feathers i like how very rustic and uh, gray that London looks most of the time. The palette of the show Mm -hmm. really likes to lean into that, like, dark, gritty feeling. Love it. Good shit. Um, All of the architecture looks really nice. All of the character designs are really nice. Even the characters I didn't like very much had very nice designs. Uh, The -hmm. music is fucking bamf. Yes! The production is the best part of Black Butler, in my opinion. The production is hella fucking strong. Like, honestly, especially just, like, looking at it now where I have so much more of a picky eye for animation and stuff, I'm like, the moments of Sakuga in this show are still hella good. Like, they definitely hold up. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, at least in the earlier episodes, they definitely kind of, you know, they took the shitty filler episodes and knew when they could kind of, like, do cheap stuff. But, like, they delivered, especially in the first six episodes, so many moments of Sakuga. And I was just like, this is great. And I love it. And I just remember, like, so many Sebastian faces and mm-hmm. gifts and stuff. Seal's fashion. Can we talk about Seal's fucking outfits? Oh, oh, my God. A king. A king. Oh, my God. My favorite outfit of his, actually, is probably his, like, cloak and top hat that's black with the blue ribbon. Mm-hmm. I just think he looks very cute with that and his walking stick and his boots. And I like that outfit a lot. I like his little green suit that he wears. Like... And again, he didn't always wear the same clothes, and that's also nice. Sebastian did, of course. I like when but, he dressed as a know. girl for an episode, because he looks super cute. Mm-hmm. That became, like, in the era that this show came out, that outfit is probably, like, one of the most cosplayed outfits in the entire world, <laughs> at least with, like, Western cons. Everybody did uh, Femme Seal. And I love that, you know, 
Uh, they found a way to integrate it, but I love that there was like a ballroom scene. That's so fun because that's taking uh, advantage of the time setting and like the romanticism of England and stuff. So that was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I basically echo your sentiments. Uh, so fucking good. And you ended up liking the opening and the second or the first ending the most right yeah i love the opening the opening is really nice i like the animation of the first opening a little bit more than the second one but the second one is still solid the first ed i love the shit out of because the song is just (laughs) so fun and energetic and it just has um sebastian going through like daily chores with other members and it's all chibi fine it looks like a constant moving like comic strip and it was it was super fun i like the song in the second ed but i think that in comparison to the first second opening and the first ed it's very stagnant um Mm -hmm. it's mostly just a couple of stills i don't hate it it's just like I don't know, maybe it's just because I, I got spoiled so much early on, I felt kind of gypped. Like, it was like they gave me, That's like, fair. this amazing, like, gajillion, like, dollar, like, steak and, like, all these yummy veggies and, like, the really fluffy mashed potatoes and then, like, just mm-hmm. gave me, like, a really normal piece of birthday cake at the end and it's still tasty and I still like it, but, like... Now I've had a taste of the finer things in life. I just. I I definitely think I get you. I think the first time I watched it, I think I did skip um, the second ending. And I usually always watch through the first one because it's just so fun and so cute. I think now because I'm I'm definitely seasoned and just loving the fuck out of Califina. Like I just love that song Valid. a lot. It's fucking Califina. But yeah, the visuals are very boring in comparison. It's just like the. Um, it's just Sebastian, like, basically rowing Seal, like, in the water and the river or whatever. Uh, definitely a bit less exciting and a bit less, like, iconic, you know, something that sticks with you. So I get that. Uh, voice actors, you made a hint at this earlier. Uh, before I really got into voice actors, one of the first voice actors that I was like, oh, his voice sexy, I like it, is in fact Daisuke Ono, who voiced Sebastian. Um, and now every time I hear his voice, I just, I get very happy because he had beautiful deep voice. Uh, so there is that. And then Seal is by Maya Sakamoto, who is like legendary and does a great job as young boy characters. That's great. That's perfect. Perfect Seal. Do you know who uh, voices Sebastian in English? Isn't it Crispin Freeman? It is J. Michael Tatum. J. Michael Tatum. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. I didn't watch the English dub. You told me not to and I trusted you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Seal and Sebastian sound fine. Everyone else, especially Grell, is, like, even worse oh, no. <laughs> than he already is. So, yeah, don't do that. Um, but that was actually, Sebastian was actually one of J. Michael Tatum's, like, breakout roles. Nice. That people lost their shit over. Yeah. Uh, and he did a good job with that. And then Col- was it Colleen Clickenbeard? Um, no, 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 no. It was uh, Brina Palencia, voice seal. And I think also did a pretty good job. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I thought th- I thought the voice acting was very good. Uh, they had a lot of well-known voice actors in the Japanese cast, some in the dub from what I have seen. So production. Yeah, I think I think I think the production was pretty damn good. It was nice. pretty damn good. And with that, uh, I think we're good to move on to ratings if you are ready. So ready. Good, because you get to go first. Cool. Um, This is one of those tricky animes for me because I'm like, do I rate this on the overall package critically or do I rate it on my personal enjoyment? Uh, Normally those fall in line with each other to the point where I can make a pretty educated guess by the time we start talking about it but with black butler it's a little complicated because there are some legitimately good moments in black butler if i could encourage anybody to do anything it's just like watch the first six episodes um Mm -hmm. but it is a 24 episode show and i would argue that a good 75 percent of it feels like you're just kind of sitting and waiting for something to actually happen so 
on the one hand, I really like the show a lot because I love the production. I love the voice acting. I love the music. I love how it looks. It is aesthetically chick clicking all my that all of my boxes. I love the two main characters. I think that they're very interesting. So much so that I'm probably going to read the manga. And as much as I was a little bit annoyed by the second half of the show, I still kind of want to go and watch um, the other things in this franchise. Mm -hmm. So I think personally... I like this show because it ticks off a lot of very specific boxes, but I would be lying if I, if I didn't tell you, like, or if I told you I didn't drag my feet watching it, because I did. Like, I found that some of the arcs in this show were a chore to get through, Mm -hmm. Um, and some of them were an absolute delight. So it's a really mixed bag, and I have a really hard time recommending mixed bags but Mm -hmm. you know what if you're willing to spend twenty dollars on a grab bat at an anime con then you can grab this one so i'm I'm gonna give it a like it i think it was fun i think it's i think it's something that i will enjoy exploring exploring more of in the future Mm -hmm. um but i would say that if you watch the first six episodes and really really adore it you're gonna be in for a bit of disappointment before you get any more payoff um so i do want to give yeah. yeah so i do want to give you at least that little bit of a warning if you watch the first six episodes and don't like it at all if sebastian somehow does not charismatically coax you into watching the rest of the show then you're not going to like any more of it so you might as well jump ship now because most of the show is carried almost entirely by sebastian's charisma and seal sass so if you don't yeah. enjoy either of those characters you're gonna have an awful time luckily for me i loved both of those characters and i loved both of their main attributes that they put on display so i'll give it a like it It it's a good show i give it like a seven out of ten which is pretty good it's like a 70 yeah that's a that's a that's a good passing grade yeah absolutely i am happy that it you know i understood i understand why some parts were a chore but i'm just happy like the whole show wasn't miserable for you no 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 oh if it was who would have heard about it good Good shit, good shit, yes. Um, so actually, I'm going to end up giving it a like it, too. If you asked me in 2008, 2009, I would have said I love it. I probably would have said it's one of my favorite shows ever. But I have matured, and I have aged, and I have different tastes in anime nowadays. Um, but I can't lie to you and say that this show isn't, like, a piece that's near and dear to my heart, like, nostalgically. It's kind of one of those, like, childhood faves that I have a lot of fond memories with uh, that still, I think, has a lot of value that holds up even if the first season purely works as uh, an introduction and a promotion for the the better quality source material being the manga and the later seasons of the anime that follow the manga. Um, I have an affinity for it. I like the characters. I didn't necessarily mind as much of the narrative stuff just because I was kind of there to just sit with the shenanigans. Sometimes if I really enjoy surface level of a show, I'm just okay with that, I guess. So um, I can definitely see where the bad parts are, and that's why it doesn't get to love it. Because, yeah, even for me, some of those later arcs were were pretty bad. But, you know, I do think that for how... uh, For how, like, memed this show is and, like, maybe famous or infamous, depending on what anime circles you live in, I do think that there is, like, pretty solid value in it. There's a reason that it got more adaptations because the manga sells and it's very popular with certain people. And it – nowadays, I would say there are other anime that kind of try to follow a similar aesthetic, a similar trend. But I do think that Black Butler does something strong that makes it stand out. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a like it. I do like this show, and I actually really, really like, Cassie, your example of, like, the $20 grab bag and (laughs) spending it on this. I think that's, like, absolutely perfect. Uh, And, yeah, it's definitely a grab bag. Depending on your taste, you may love it. Depending on your taste, you might say, nope, I'm done with this this shit. Uh, (laughs) But it it works for me. So I'm also going to give it a like it. And I do have a recommendation in mind. Um that goes back into my era of like <gasps> shitty trash god. Oh my god, can I guess? And it actually Can I guess? Can I guess? Uh, can I guess? Yes. Can I guess? Yes. Is it Pandora yes. Hearts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I know you so well. 
You know me perfectly well. Fun fact, Pandora Hearts is actually what I was really into right before watching Black Butler. And then I was like, I want something that'll scratch my itch. So I watched Black Butler and I loved it as well. Um, They also follow a similar trend of uh, where the manga or the anime is nowhere near as good as the manga. And you should really just like go read the manga instead uh, because it also opted not for a full ending, but like it doesn't. It doesn't really go anywhere, and the manga's a lot better, but it, again, has a lot of fun. There's, like, you get to play with Alice in Wonderland themes and fantasy, and there's a ton of eclectic characters, and yeah, if you are looking for something similar, definitely go watch or read. I'll leave that at your discretion. Uh, Pandora Hearts. Um, And then before we go, I will hit you with our social links if you want to get in touch with us, see what we might be reviewing next, or find some sweet anime memes. You can do so at twitter.com slash shoujo treehouse. If you want to send us an email, like, God, Cammy, stop thirsting over Sebastian, you can check us out and email us at anniechatmail at gmail.com. Listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, you can take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash shoujo treehouse. Big shout outs to our patrons, Sarah, Corpsey, and Carol, Suki, Trouble Clef, John Nocturne, and Cassie. God bless, man. Uh, you're just here to helping contribute to our funds by listening to me thirst over demon boys. I appreciate you. I'm always here for you. I mean, you're always there for my thirst as well. It's what makes us yes. such good friends. It's a, it's a relationship of mutual gain, just like someone could say for Seal and Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> so which is a, which of us is Seal and which of us is Sebastian? Well, if we go by our affinity, then it's pretty easy. Also, mm-hmm. I don't think I have enough like angst and sass to be to be Seal, so that's you. I'll take it, as long <laughs> as I get to wear an eye patch. Oh, you know it. Yes. You know it. Yes. Alrighty. So with that said, um, I don't I don't think we need a spoiler room. I think we kind of managed to navigate around nah. that unless you want one. No, nah, okay. I think we're good. Alrighty. Yes. So with that, we will bid you adieu. Thanks again for listening to Shoujo Treehouse. We will see you next time. Ba da doo, ba da doo. Bye bye.